0: In the wake of the job Morant suspension by the Memphis Grizzlies, there has been a lot of hyperbole, a lot of stress, a lot of pretty intense statements being thrown out there by fans and media alike. Lots of hypotheticals being worked through. I'm here to help you get through the muck and dive deep into a little fact or fiction on how the Memphis Grizzlies should respond moving forward to the job morant suspension after his second infraction flashing a gun on Instagram live. We're going to talk about that more here on locked on Grizzlies. Let's lock in. You are locked on Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Grizzlies, a Tuesday edition of the podcast. I am Joe Mullinax, one of your hosts of this show. Michael Cole is my co-host. He's not with us on this episode. Obviously, we are flying solo this time around, and I'm so glad wherever you are, however you're taking in the show, that you're with me on this Tuesday journey as we try to turn down the temperature on some John ja Morant takes. This episode of Locked on Grizzlies is brought to you by GameTime. Get download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We are proud members here on Locked On Grizzlies of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, each and every day, we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to our everydayers who are checking us out. Not just when our superstars are get suspended. Getting suspended. Don't get me wrong. That's great for clicks. It's great for content but it's not so good for the health of the Grizzlies franchise. So if you're a fan, if you're checking out the show and you're a fan of the podcast, Michael and I are very appreciative. Thank you for making us part each and every day of your NBA and Memphis Grizzlies fan experience. As I mentioned a moment ago, I obviously am one of the co-hosts here on Lockdown Grizzlies. I also am the Grizzlies head of content over at Bluff City Media for the time being, as we transition to a uh, to a new leader in that category. I've been covering this team for a long time, uh, a decade now that I've been following the Memphis Grizzlies in a writing perspective. And I saw a lot of overreaction to the news of John ja Morant being suspended by the Grizzlies for a second time. And Cooler heads prevailing is something that I would say to those that are on various message boards that are commenting on articles. I wrote a piece for SB Nation, and there were some pretty hot takes over there about the John Morant situation. I Bluff City Media, there's pretty intense takes on the John Morant situation. In our own YouTube comments here on Locked on Grizzlies from Monday's show, lots of feelings, lots of intensity. And it's okay to be angry, especially if you're a fan of the Memphis Grizzlies, because John Morant did something that, to be honest with you, makes me angry as a fan of the Memphis Grizzlies. Here's a guy who should be the leader, who is the most visible piece and component of the Grizzlies organization. And he is embarrassing himself on a bi-monthly basis at this stage of his career. He is not able to stay out of the headlines in a negative way. And because of that, positive headlines like Jaron Jackson Jr. being a finalist for Social Justice Award from the NBA, those things don't get talked about as much. And we're going to talk more about Jaron at the end of the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I, I want to work my way down, if that makes sense. So we're going to start at the hottest take that I saw on Monday. Obviously, this is our Tuesday episode. So in the wake of the John Moran suspension, I'm gonna start at the hottest take and work my way down. And and the hottest take that is just completely ridiculous is the idea of trading John Morant. This was said by multiple people, and again, folks can have their opinion, they're entitled to it. Good for you. John Morant being traded at this stage of things is ridiculous, and it's not going to happen for a variety of reasons. But the most important reason that it's not going to happen is his value in terms of being a top 15 player in the National Basketball Association has never been lower than it is right now because of all of the transgressions and all of the drama and everything that's going on outside of basketball. He is a franchise-caliber, cornerstone type of player. Physically. Put the mental aside. Put whatever struggles he's going through, whether you think that's crap or not, all the opinion on the poor decision making at the very least that John Morant makes. Toss that over in this area, in in the wait a second basket, and focus on John Morant as a basketball player. He is explosive. He is having, or he was having, one of his best passing seasons as an NBA player. Regressed a little bit as a three point shooter, but improved as a defender again one of the top 15 or so i would have him in the top 15 maybe you could go top 20 he's 23 years old he's absolutely one of the best young players in the national basketball association i don't think that's necessarily debatable right i don't think him being top 15 is debatable but you know two-time nba all-star all nba last season Missed it this year in part because of his suspension. If he had stayed on the court the entire time, I find it hard to believe he's not an all-NBA guard. And he's one of the top six or so guards in the NBA. Who's he knocking out? Damian Lillard, De'Aaron Fox. It's a tough conversation to have, as we've talked about here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But John Moran is one of the six best guards in the NBA when he is healthy, when he is on. He has physical gifts that very few, if any, NBA players have. That does not get traded very often. Anthony Davis from New Orleans to Los Angeles comes to mind, a physically gifted player of that caliber. And that was a really bad situation that went south rather quickly and over a prolonged period at the exact same time there in New Orleans and resulted in AD going to the Pelicans for a pretty handsome sum. John Morant would not command a similar package right now because of the current state of affairs. And that's not fair because Jaw, as a former Most Improved Player Award winner, Jaw, as a Rookie of the Year Award winner, we mentioned the two time All Star starter, former NBA, he has earned a Supermax contract, even though he is not going to get a Supermax contract because of the lack of all NBA selections. He is not a tradable piece right now that's not to say that he won't ever be a tradable piece if the brooklyn nets called and offered multiple first round picks plus Mikel bridges plus something else to make it worth the grizzlies while like a nick claxton yeah maybe there is a price for john moran maybe it exists everybody's got a price but you're not getting that package from Brooklyn right now. You're not getting that package from anybody in the National Basketball Association right now because they are going to try to lowball you at every chance they can, trying to seize the opportunity. And they should. If I was an NBA GM, I would call the Memphis Grizzlies today and say, hey, what are you thinking about Morant? That's pretty crazy, right? Pretty crazy, am I right? What a nightmare that must be for you guys. Gee. Oh, it'd be a shame if he wasn't on your team anymore. What would it take to get him off your hands? And then they offer you, you know, a former lottery pick and two first round picks, a former lottery pick project, Patrick Williams from Chicago or somebody like that. You hang up the phone, right? The Memphis Grizzlies, nobody is untouchable in reality. Anybody can be traded depending on the price. Sometimes that price is so exorbitant that it's not going to occur. And we're still at that stage with John Morant. Like the the idea of who would you rather have, Jalen Brunson or John Morant. That's absurd. You're ridiculous. You sound ridiculous. You'd rather have John Morant. You'd rather have John Morant. Is Jalen Brunson more mature right now? Absolutely. Is he an excellent bucket getter and really helping revitalize the New York Knicks organization? 100%. He doesn't have a, a quarter. Of the physical ability that John ja Morant has, the physical ceiling of John ja Morant. Is he a better basketball player in some specific ways, like as a shooter? Sure. But the ability to get to the basket, the leaping ability, the overall athleticism, it's no contest. And Ja has shown an ability to try to work on and develop those skills when he is locked in. So, no, I wouldn't trade John ja Morant for Jalen Brunson. I wouldn't trade John ja Morant. For most players in the NBA, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, guys that have been recent MVPs or guys that are in that conversation for MVP. The list is relatively short. Three to five dudes that I would trade John Morant for in the NBA right now. And for every tier you go down, additional draft capital needs to be added. Oh, by the way, you still have Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. on your roster. So why would you take on a rebuilding step? You would want to add a talent that is going to help you get to the next level. A McCal Bridges type. But what else does Brooklyn attach? Probably not much else right now. And because of that, John Morant being traded, regardless of the transgression, You don't just throw this guy away. You want to see him grow. You want to see him develop. And you want to see him improve, not just as a basketball player, but as a human being within your system. John Morant's not going to get traded right now. right? Anybody can get traded. It's possible. But that's the hottest take I saw on Monday. Now is not the time for a John Morant trade. We'll talk about the next hottest take. A a tier down, a level down in terms of hotness. Not quite as spicy. Uh, and a take that I battled with myself a little bit, and I finally reached a conclusion. I'll talk about it next here on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by the wonderful folks over at Game Time. Game Time helps whenever you are stressed out about buying tickets. It's a last minute kind of situation. They're the fast and easy way to get tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater, events near you. And you don't have to worry about knowing what your seat view is going to be like. It comes with images of seat views there are flash deals on last minute tickets and it's the lowest price guarantee with event cancellation protection as well it means that you always get the best price and if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on nba for twenty dollars off your first purchase Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code Locked On NBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I am talking about our least hot take, or maybe not least hot take, but moderate, right? Mild, spicy take next here on Locked Grizzlies. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Locked Grizzlies. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mullinex. I am of Bluff City Media. I am of SB Nation. You may notice I am alone. There is a serious lack of handsome person on this podcast if you're watching on YouTube. DeMichael Cole, not with me on this episode. We're flying solo here. And whenever I have to fly solo on Locked Grizzlies, I feel like talking about hot takes is a good way for me to endure without my buddy DeMichael. Because I'm a bit of a, a connoisseur of hot takes, right? And then earlier in the show, I I really just, John Morant's not getting traded anytime soon. Is it possible he eventually does? Sure, absolutely. But it's not happening now because, in large part, the value isn't there. John Morant is one of the top players in the NBA. You're not getting matching value right now for that trade. You're not getting what what the Brooklyn Nets got for Kevin Durant. You're not getting that package. You're not getting what the Lakers gave up for Anthony Davis, that's not happening. So if he is a comparable player to those guys, at least in terms of what he projects to be and what he's already done, doesn't make sense to trade him. A mild take that, again, I, I struggled with myself and I finally came to the conclusion. Does the John Morant suspension change how you perceive the Grizzlies offseason? And at first I thought the answer was yes. If you listen to the Monday show, I thought that maybe, maybe you hold on to Tyus now. Maybe you keep him around because of the reality that is John Morant probably missing 20 or so games at the beginning of the 2023-2024 season. Should he? Shouldn't he? We can debate that in the comments, I suppose, and we talked a little bit about that on yesterday's show. I don't think the NBA is going to take kindly to him repeating what he did so close to the original punishment and the original mistake when it comes to this particular act. Of brandishing a gun on social media again there's other transgressions that have occurred other investigations the thing that is the focus here is conduct detrimental to the league one of the league's rising hot young stars not having the mental awareness to not have a gun on instagram live right clear lack of remorse clear ra- lack of understanding and willingness to adjust that behavior. So that's what the focus is on. And if we assume that Morant is gone for 20 to 25 games, and again, Tyus Jones is the best backup, point guard in the NBA, air quotes put on backup because he actually is a much better starter than he is a reserve. He's a $14 million insurance policy, but that insurance policy looks pretty smart right now if Tyus is starting the first quarter of the season for you. But say Fred Van Vliet leaves the Toronto Raptors, as our friend here on Locked On Grizzlies, Parker Fleming. Shout out to his Substack. Make sure you're subscribing to it. Check him out at Paca underscore flaka and get all the details there. I'm a subscriber and you should be too. But Parker has talked about the possibility of Fred Van Vliet leaving Toronto, going to greener pastures, maybe in terms of the green of money, larger opportunity, whatever the case might be, and Tyus Jones filling that void. So if Tyus Jones goes to Toronto alongside, say, Zaire Williams or Santi Aldama, plus a couple first-round picks, and you acquire OG Ananobi. If that is something that is possible for you as the Memphis Grizzlies, do you say no now because you are assuming, or once word comes of a Morant suspension, once all that hits, do you say, ah, oh, we got to keep Tyus because he, he's going to be that insurance policy in case something happens with Ja? Or do you continue? your process that you were always going to do. I think I've settled on you continue the process because DeMichael and I here on this show, others elsewhere have talked about this. The Grizzlies are no longer a regular season team, right? Obviously you need to win in order to make the playoffs, but Memphis, even with just one playoff series win, after two consecutive years at the number two seed, after 107 regular season victories across the last two campaigns, They are now in a position where they want to advance. That is the priority. And instead of thinking about acquiring 82 game players, to paraphrase Draymond Green, the Grizzlies need to figure out who is going to be 16 game players for them. And by that, I mean guys that are going to win 16 games in the playoffs. And if you win 16 games in the playoffs, you win an NBA championship. Jaron Jackson Jr. is a guy that's a 16 game player, at least in terms of the tools and the skill set that he has. We haven't seen it yet, of course. But in terms of what he physically can do, that's Sharon Jackson Jr. He's one of those dudes. Desmond Bain, also one of those dudes. Three-tier score. He also improved defensively this year. Better all the handle as well. Desmond Bain, one of those guys. We have been hard on John Morant, but guess what? He is also one of those guys. If he is mentally where he's supposed to be, he can dominate a playoff series in a way that not many other people can. He has that physical ability. John Moran's one of those dudes. Outside of those three dudes, who else he got? We have evidence that Steven Adams is not one of those dudes, right? We have evidence that Brandon Clark may not physically be able to be one of those dudes. We have evidence that Luke Kennard is most certainly not one of those dudes. There are a lot of things that point that to us, that the Memphis Grizzlies only got three of those guys right now, and they need more of them. Right Now you need more experience, more opportunity for guys like Jake LaRavia, David Roddy, other names on that list. But they need more guys that are those 16-game guys. And I think that if you are able to acquire one of them, like an OG and an OB, Mikel Bridges is probably a a lofty thought at this stage, as fun as it is to dream the high and low dream of a Mikel Bridges, Ja Morant, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. combination, I don't think that's possible anymore, given how he played in Brooklyn. I do think that OG Ananobi on an expiring contract, Toronto likely doesn't want to pay him the money that it's going to cost to keep him there. I think the Grizzlies might be a little bit more willing to do so with Robert Pera and his financial position. The statement's numerous times that the Grizzlies will be willing to pay the luxury tax when the time comes. The time might be coming. If OG Ananobi is an option for Tyus Jones, Santi Aldama, in a couple of firsts, or Tyus Jones in three firsts, That would negatively impact the Grizzlies' ability to have a starting point guard for the first part of the season, potentially. But once April and May roll around, you are in a much better position. John Moran, Desmond Bain, OG and an Jaron Jackson Jr., Steven Adams, assuming health, insert point guard by committee, or you sign a veteran minimum guy, or you use part of your mid-level exception since you have OG and an in the fold to bring in a backup point guard. Maybe not Russell Westbrook, but somebody like a Kobe White, somebody like an A.O. Desunbu. I, I probably mispronounced that, and I apologize for that. I always mispronounce his name. The former guard, a restricted free agent out of the Chicago Bulls. One of those types, alongside a Luke Kennard, alongside a Brandon Clark, assuming he's healthy, again, for April. Because he's already said he's ahead of schedule. He in, made he had that injury in late February, early March, around that time period. That would be a year return if he comes back next March from the injury. We're talking April and May here. Xavier Tillman as a reserve big. That's a pretty solid rotation. I, I think X could be one of those 16-win guys, given how he performed in the playoffs. Maybe Luke Kennard is. But you know you've got three. And you need to continue to add to that list. They have to replace the defensive acumen of Dylan Brooks. OG Ananobi's a better offensive player than Dylan Brooks. If you have a chance to get a guy like that and it costs you Tyus Jones, you still make that call. And that's something that I, again, I had to work through. Because Tyus is a good starter. Where I struggle is Tyus is not a good reserve. And Tyus is not someone who can play with John Morant consistently. Whoever replaces Tyus needs to be someone who can play alongside Morant and be more of a combo guard, not the true point guard, again, in air quotes, that both Jaw and Tyus are. So some roster restructuring still needs to happen regardless of the Jaw morant suspension, and this event should not impact that reality. So that's the mild take from a, a crazy Monday of reactions on Twitter. John Morant's not getting traded anytime soon. I don't think that this should alter the scope and scale of the Grizzlies offseason. To end our show, I'm going to take on a take that, to me, is not that hot at all. It's fairly obvious and evident. And we're going to talk about that next. It involves Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. and their roles in the organization on Lockdown Grizzlies. But first, this episode of Lockdown Grizzlies is brought to you by Prize Picks. Friendly reminder about Prize Picks doing the one million dollar daily Superflex promotion during the NBA playoffs and the finals. The conference finals obviously getting started tonight. Six correct picks results in one million dollars if you place your entry over at PrizePicks.com. You want to make sure you're doing PrizePicks.com/slash million. You have to opt in using that link in order to be eligible for the $1 million dollar entry. Remember, Prize Picks is LeBron James scoring more than twenty five point five points. Anthony Davis logging more than 8.5 rebounds. You're not going against others. You're going against projections available, and you can win up to 25 times your money in the process. Obviously, the NBA is hot right now, but you got Major League Baseball, NHL playoffs, PGA, tons of sports getting underway or currently in the thick of things, and PrizePix has them all. With entries that can be made in 60 seconds or less, it's that easy. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. John Morant and his status as the leader of the Memphis Grizzlies. Is that in question? Next here on Locked On Grizzlies. Welcome back to Lockdown Grizzlies. I am Joe Molinax flying solo on this Tuesday edition of the podcast. And Michael Cole will be back with us on Wednesday's edition of the show. You can find my work over at bluffcitymedia.co. I also write over at SB Nation, have a piece on John Morant risking it all over at SB Nation. Shout out to those wonderful folks who uh, keep me around and allow me to still write Grizzlies content over for their site. Uh, Bluff City Media is obviously wonderful. BluffCityMedia.co slash join. Use the promo code Monax 10% off an annual subscription. You should definitely go check out Bluff City Media in addition to the Commercial Appeal where my co-host, Michael Cole, is the Memphis Grizzlies beat writer. So earlier in the show, we went from hot to mild, right? Hot take. John Morant should be traded. Absolutely not. You're not getting equal value right now. doesn't make any sense for a lot of reasons. Mild take. John Morant should not impact the Grizzlies offseason. I agree with that. I do think you can make an argument for keeping Tyus Jones around, but if he is your best tradable asset, which in my opinion he is, and you can get an upgrade on the wing, that would be a starter with Dylan Brooks moving on. You make that trade 10 times out of 10. I'm fully on board with that. Now I'm going to go with a barbecue take, okay? And not a literal barbecue take like, you know, rendezvous is better than barbecue shop. That would be a real hot take that I don't agree with. When I say barbecue take, I mean, it's a sweet take. I think it's pretty easy. I think it'll go down smooth once you hear it. And in terms of the literal reality of the Memphis Grizzlies, maybe it's not true. But I think that moving forward, until proven otherwise, this is a 100% accurate statement. Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain are the leaders of the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant is not in that mix. That doesn't mean John Morant can't be an awesome basketball player for the Memphis Grizzlies. That doesn't mean that John Morant can't be an all-NBA guy next season, an MVP candidate. All of those things could still be possible or on the table for Jaw. He can physically play the game. But as Anthony saying, one of my colleagues over at Bluff City Media now, put it on his debut episode of his show. At this stage, John Morant, you can't expect to be a role model. You can't expect him to be somebody that is going to do the right thing by the franchise in terms of the way he behaves. You can expect him to drop 25 points a night with six assists and six rebounds as an average. You can expect that. You can expect him to improve his three-point percentage. You can expect him to continue to develop as a defender. There's lots of nuances to his game that you can say, hey, we're paying you, or the Memphis Grizzlies, are paying you 190 million. dollars. You need to get better as a basketball player. But in terms of who he, are as, who he is as a person, what he values, can he be that leader, that guy that you look to as the, the front acting, do the tough stuff? I'm not even talking about the, the shoe deals. I'm not even talking about the public perception because Jaw is the best Grizzlies player. He's naturally going to be seen by a lot of people as the leader. But if you pay attention and you see Desmond Bain doing media, in good times and in bad. You hear what he says, how he interacts with players like Zaire Williams, who DeMichael talked about on yesterday's show. He acts like a leader. You look at what Jaron Jackson Jr. does in terms of his work in the community. Jaron Jackson Jr. being nominated for the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Champion Award. The reason that he was selected as a finalist for that is because of what he's done for women's equality in sports. Because of what he has been for the Memphis Grizzlies franchise as someone who can be a positive force for good in the community. All the different things that Jaron has done for equality, for women's empowerment, he really is invested in making Memphis better. And he is really invested in trying to create better educational and economic opportunities. It's just really wonderful to see how he has taken to trying to make Memphis better and his community at large better. John Morant doesn't do that consistently. He just doesn't. And if he does, it gets overshadowed by the fact that he is negatively in the news for behaving in a manner that a immature young person would do. And that's being kind. Probably too kind because this is the second time it's happened. This is somebody who millions upon millions of dollars have been invested in. Somebody who is seen as a potential heir to the throne of the best North American-born basketball player from a LeBron James or a Steph Curry. The rest of this decade and the next few years when those guys are gone could belong to John Morant. And yet, here he is fumbling the bag over something that is trivial at best, foolish in reality more than likely, And dangerous at worst. And yet you have Desmond Bain there in the day-to-day trenches, helping young players get over tough times and showing them the right way to be a professional, even though he hasn't consistently had that model himself. Here is Jaron Jackson Jr. being an active representative for the Grizzlies in the community, doing things to help better and using his platform to grow and expand and develop the place where he lives and works. That's what leadership is. Servant leadership. Leadership isn't talking and complaining about being put up on pedestals. Leadership is building the darn pedestal and willingly standing or sitting on that space and being the person that is willing to go and say, I want the spotlight, not because it's what's best for me, but because it's what's best for the team. Not because I'm expected to, because of my physical gifts, because of the mental capacity that I have, the maturity that I have, the willingness to carry the weight of the crap that comes with being involved with other people in team sports, team settings in general. People are flawed. We all have weaknesses and leaders help amplify the good and nullify as best they can the bad. That is not John Morant right now. It is Desmond Bain. And it is Jaron Jackson Jr. And those two are unquestionably, in my mind, the leaders of the Memphis Grizzlies. Doesn't mean that John Morant gets traded. Doesn't mean that John Morant shouldn't be counted on to be a very good to great, perhaps the best, player on the Memphis Grizzlies when the playoffs hit in nine months from now, or excuse me, 11 months from now. When the season comes up and after his assumed suspension, he comes out, he could be an all-NBA-type comp- competitor. But we're talking leadership on a team that desperately needs it. And if they're not able to acquire veteran leadership, they have to lean on the young guys that have the capacity to be leaders. We have seen the greatest evidence in Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. This is their team right now. It's not John Morant. The salary might say it's John Morantz. The shoe deal might say it's John Morantz. The headlines from national media might say it's John Morant's. Again, day-to-day ops, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., those are the guys that should be leading this franchise through this tumultuous time. John Morant can't take care of himself. How can you depend on him to take care of a franchise as the public face? You can't, and that's the sad reality. Basketball player-wise, phenomenal talent. You keep him around, obviously. You hope that he grows and learns and develops. But you got to see it now. You can't just hear it. You got to see it. And that takes time. In the space between, Dez and J.R.A. need to step up and be those leaders for these Grizzlies as next season approaches in the months ahead. Thank you so much for listening to or watching Locked On Grizzlies. Hopefully you're an everydayer at this point. You're checking us out each and every day on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts as proud members of the locked on podcast network. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Thank you so much for checking us out. Hopefully you're a subscriber. We're close to 2000 subscribers. We can taste it. We can touch it. We can sense it. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit that button, make us a part of your Grizzlies experience each and every day. The Michael Cole and I would be more than grateful. We are so happy to be able to be part of locked on network of the locked on network. and, the co-host of Locked on Grizzlies. It's been a great first year for us. We're excited for year two, but obviously we have a long ways to go. NBA draft lottery is tonight. We can talk more about that on Wednesday show. Again, maybe a little more basketball talk, right? Conference finals are getting heated up. How all of this impacts the Grizzlies, what Memphis can learn from the conference finalists. Lots of good levels and layers that we can dive into, assuming that the John Morant discord quiets down a little bit. But if it doesn't, we'll be right back here on Wednesday talking it all down and through here on lockdown grizzlies so thank you so much for making us part of your tuesday content consumption hopefully you'll be back here tomorrow i am joe mullinax stay locked in grizzlies fans this is locked on grizzlies